And yes, good morning to you once again. If you are just joining us today, we are glad to have you at gospelbearsradio.com, your community Christian internet talk radio with a mission to engage contemporary culture with the mind of Christ. It's Tuesday, the 21st of November, 2023. The program is On the Lord's Side, Christian Perspectives on News and Current Events. My name is Olufemi Ogunzoku. You can follow me on Twitter at Olufemi Oji. You can follow Gospel Bells Radio on Twitter at Gospel Bells Radio. I want to begin this morning uh, by engaging with this story. A fascinating story indeed. Uh, the sort of story that you come across in movies, in Nigerian movies, uh, and you, I mean, you just wonder. But here, this is this is real. This is a judge of the Lagos State High Court uh, saying in open court, warning uh, litigants and members of the public in the court not to leave. Listen to this: not to leave charms, not to leave charms in our court. Not the leave champs in the court. That's what the judge said. I'm going to take this report from from this platform. He says, "Stop leaving champs in my courtroom." Lagos judge warns as trial of five murder suspects begins. Stop leaving champs in my court. Uh, that's what this report says. And listen to this. It says Justice Hakimo Shodi of Anikeja High Court has warned members of the public. To stop leaving charms in his courtroom. Oshodi gave the warning on Monday, November 20, 2023, as the trial of five men charged with the murder of one Ifiai Etumiche began. Quote No one should leave charms in my courtroom. It should not be repeated. A talisman was found after the last adjourned date in the murder case. He said, The judge will refer to the charm as property. Warn the courtroom audience, do not leave your property here again. It does not work anymore. Interesting. Interesting choice of words by that judge. You will agree with me. He referred to, he referred to the talisman uh, that, according to him, was left in his courtroom after the last adjourned date in that particular case. He referred to that talisman as property and he said, well, please uh, do not leave your property here again. It does not work anymore. And for, for those who are Africans and who, who are familiar with those who place their trust in things like this and of course in the reality of evil you know that there are so many people who uh, who would suppose that they can be saved by by relying and trusting in those small liturgy gods and evil and witchcrafts and all those other machinations and as christians as people on the lord's side we are not people to say oh these things don't exist they do exist if as a christian you are led to say they don't exist that is the first step in getting into the trap of satan the trap of satan somebody wisely observed saying that uh, one of the best tricks of satan is to convince people that it does not exist. In fact, it would appear to be the best trick of Satan ever to convince people that it does not exist. But once you believe that it does, it does not exist, then uh, you do not believe what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. So the devil exists. Evil powers exist. Exist, and those who have been led to believe that evil powers do not exist, that the people who ultimately will be led uh, to say there is nothing to the world, there is no need to worship the Lord God Almighty because uh, we are just who we are, we are just here, and it all ends here. That is not the case. That is not uh, that is not the case. Evil powers exist. This the devil exists, but we do know that those powers 
cannot dominate those who are upheld who are upheld by the right hand by the victorious right hand of the lord god of, of the lord god almighty as our lord not declare that all powers belong to god is that not is that what the prophet declared all powers belong to god all powers belong to god so this these evil gods and small little gods they, they they exist but all powers belong to god and what is more Psalm 16, their sorrows multiply, who is sin after another God. Their sorrows multiply, who is sin after another God. And I love the declaration of the psalmist in Psalm 16, when he, after he observed saying, their sorrows multiply, who is sin after another God. Then he made that pledge. He made that pledge. He said, he said, I drink offerings of blood I will not offer. I will not take up their names on my lips. And that should be, uh, the, uh, that should be the resolution, the pledge of all of us who are on the Lord's side. Yes, they exist, but we know, we know that, uh, the power of God, trumps their power that is number one and what is more that they those who go after them their sorrows multiply because a a the devil has come to do what to steal to kill and to destroy only the lord god almighty through our lord jesus christ has come to give life and to give it more abundantly but going back to this story if you were that judge or if you found a talisman uh, in your place of work or in your marketplace or in any place belonging to you, uh, what would you do? Would you become really afraid and say, wow, they've left a talisman here. Would you then begin to run Elta Skelter and say, look, come and help me. Would you go and say, look, I need somebody to uh, come and do some incantation to, to remove the talisman from here. And I mean, speaking about that, we should we should humor ourselves uh, just a bit, although it's not a matter to, to make light up. Because there are some people who... I mean, for, 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 for reasons that one cannot place one's hands on, who, who would do things like that? You find a talisman, say, in your courtroom or in your office or in your place of business or in your home, and you do not know who has, who has put it there, but you know clearly that it looks like a charm, it looks like a talisman, it looks like something that uh, wizards and witches and, and sorcerers and all such persons will give to people, and then you become afraid. You become mortally afraid, and then you know some people in their... In their foolishness, and uh, we use that word advisedly and knowingly, in their foolishness, we then go out and try to seek the powers of other witches and other wizards, the powers of other sorcerers, and say, look, I found the talisman here. Please come and help me remove it. And those people will now come, you know, using the same power and try and, and, and of course, making us if uh, that they were helping uh, that person. Of course, that would be real foolishness because, you see, uh, brothers don't war against brothers. Kingdoms don't fight against kingdoms. Uh, the devil of the, the, the kingdom of the devil will not fight against itself. So if you were to invite uh, one force, one representative of the kingdom of devil to come and fight another representative of the, of the kingdom of the devil, I mean, they'll just make a prey. they just make a prey, P-R-E-Y, out of you, and they just say to, they just say to them, so, okay, yeah, go, go and help, go and help him, go and help her, and of course, they'll just multiply the sorrow of that person, they just multiply the face of that, of that person. If you, if you watch uh, movies produced in Nigeria and many African countries, you come across these things uh, from time to time, and they are real indeed, uh, where they just say, okay, well, this person wants you to, uh, to help, well, just go there and, and pretend as if you are trying to help. But the truth is, we know uh, from Psalm 16, their sorrows multiply, who is sin after another God. Uh, one other thing, one other option, one one option which we have discussed is for those uh, those who will go after evil powers to help them confront evil powers. That is foolishness because 
such a person will just become a prey uh, to 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 the evil powers. Uh, the other thing, the other option is for one to just ignore it, and that people will just ignore those things and say, "Look, they are powerless. They mean absolutely, absolutely nothing." That would appear to be the approach of this judge. I do hope that is truly his approach, right? We do not know whether that is truly his approach. It could be that uh, that because I, I try to picture the scenario. Uh, perhaps after the court sitting uh, the last time, uh, so the court clerks or the court registrar discovered the talisman. Uh, they must have discovered it and they must have gone to the to his lordship's chamber and must have said, your lord, we found this in the courtroom just after uh, after that case. We found this talisman in the courtroom. I do not know whether they were able to pick it up. There are people that when they find things like that, they won't even be able to touch it and would run away and uh, perhaps would call on some people to help them. I mean, these things happen. I have a client who told me recently, uh, she she came from the United Kingdom and tried to open uh, an eatery uh, in a part of Lagos. She did open the eatery. She engaged a certain lady uh, that I also know, and we concluded all the contract. But but months later, I met up with her again, and she told me how the relationship went went south, went sour, in fact, and that the lady she employed to manage the place actually uh, was was putting talisman and charms in the place that she believed that uh, the lady did not want her to return to Nigeria uh, to oversee the business, that she was falling ill, and that eventually when she took the bold decision to sack the lady, uh, they looked at the office, attached to the restaurant, and they found many charms and talisman there. And that when they tried to remove the charms and talisman, the person who, who actually packed them, the new manager, who physically packed the talisman and the charm, fell down and fell into a form of concussion and had to, uh, and landed in the hospital. And landed in the hospital. So these things do happen. There are still many people in the world today uh, who hasten after those other gods. And yes, I've been saying you find it in many, uh, in many of the movies produced in Africa, but that's not to say that uh, evil powers uh, are not existent in the other part of the world. They are there. You are there. I mean, go and follow the culture very closely in the U.S. and in Europe. You find that uh, witchcraft has always been there. Sorcery has always been there. And it, it is even making a comeback into popular culture where you find uh, people trying to pay these things in uh, in modern light, in modern light. Yes, we, we did engage with a story last week on, on the lost side where a lady uh, mentioned that uh, mentioned that she she delved into new age practices like witchcraft. Witchcraft is not an, it's not a new age practice. It's something that has been there from time immemorial. You go through the Bible, the Old Testament, and you find warnings against against witchcraft from time to time. I mean, what are we to make of these germs and talisman? What are we to make of them? We are not make we are not to make light of them. Uh, one uh, one end of the stick is to make totally light of them and say they absolutely they are truly absolutely nothing. And remember what Apostle Paul said and and i love it when he said it very clearly uh in in first corinthians 8 of course in that portion of the scripture the apostle paul was discussing the issue of foods offered to idols and he was making a point different from the point we're trying to make here but uh on the road to making that point the apostle said something that is true totally true he said we know he said we know that an idol is nothing at all in the world and that there is no God but one. That's what I was An idol is nothing in the world. There is no God but one. An idol is nothing in the world. And, and, and that is the Christian approach because, well, there cannot be two captains in a the ship. There cannot be two master in a house. There cannot be 
two big letter G God in the world. There is only one God, the Father Almighty, who has said all powers belong to God. Uh, when our Lord resurrected from the dead, he, he, he said to the disciples, what he says to all of, us, all of us every new day, all authority and power in heaven and on earth have been given to me. To me. So if all powers belong to God, how can there be other powers elsewhere? Some say, well, some powers have been donated to this to Satan or some have not been removed from him for a while. For a while. And there is, uh, there is some theological sense and, and truth in that. But what we know is that at the name of Jesus, what happens? Every knee must bow, every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that is why uh, a Christian would not go to the flippant, the flippant end of the stick and say, "Oh, it means nothing, and I'll just deal with it in my own power." You know, that's the that, that's the danger. That's the danger for the person who takes that kind of attitude. Who says, "Look, this talisman, these charms mean absolutely nothing." So, man, just pick it up and throw it away. Uh, that is again the devil, you know, trying to trap a person uh, to suppose that in his own power, in her own power, he or she can deal with issues like that. There is nothing without me, you can do nothing. That's what the Lord said. So a Christian should never take that uh, that approach that says, look, uh, it means nothing. I can just take it and, and treat it away. The Christian prays. The Christian every time, every time depends on the power of God. Psalm 27 verse 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Or whom shall I be afraid? The Christian should not be afraid of evil powers. We should not live in, in mortal dread of evil powers, but we must rely. I mean, we are not afraid because the Lord is the stronghold of our lives. Of our lives, that's it. We are not afraid because, well, we are not afraid because we can deal with those evil powers. No, uh, that there's a difference. That is different between not being afraid because. Look, they mean nothing, and I, and I can deal with them. And I, the other side of not being afraid, because the Lord is the strength of my life. Again, Isaiah forty-one ten. So do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So the reason why we are not afraid is because He is with us, because He has promised to to uphold us with His uh, with His righteous right hand. And of course, Romans eight thirty-one. What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us. Who can be against us again? Uh, these powers cannot be against us, cannot overwhelm us. Why? Because God is for us. It is all because of God. It all leads back to God. We have no power of our own unless uh, we trust in Him. First John four four, which we all know so well. You, you, their children, you are from God, and you have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. There is one in the world, so there is one in the world, but the one in us is greater than he who is in the world. Again, it is because he is in us, not because of ourselves. And Psalm 118 verse 6, the Lord is with me, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? And they are actually mere mortals. A lot of describe them that ultimately they are idols made with human hands uh, with eyes that cannot see with ears that cannot hear those who make them will soon be made like them so uh, for this this we do not know who left the talisman in the courtroom of his lordship of his lordship justice akim Oshodi of the Lagos state high court we do not know those who left it there but whoever left it there should go and read some 16 should know that well his or her sorrow will be multiplied by hastening after other god he or she should be reminded that there is no salvation elsewhere there is no way by which anyone may be saved except through our lord and savior jesus christ and if it is you if you find yourself 
if you find yourself, uh, if you find people trying to intimidate you, trying to put you in mortal fear uh, by the threat of using charms and talisman and other evil machinations from, from small letter G gods against you, all that, you'll be reminded that he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. And next, I want to go to this story, the story of a, a lady uh, popularly known on Twitter as Posh Mama. Of course, you know that Twitter is now X. The platform is now known as X, but you know, old habits die hard. Many, many people still refer to the platform as Twitter. I still do as well, but we wish you all get to that place where we refer to that platform as X. It is now named X, but this woman, popular on that platform, used to be known as Twitter, still popularly called Twitter, Known as Posh Mama, she was a notable supporter of the, and I use words because unfortunately she died yesterday from many reports that we have come across on X. Uh, she was a notable supporter of the president, uh, President Bola mentioned, she was also a notable, I mean by extension, a notable supporter of the All Progressives Congress at a time when uh, the presidency of former President Mahmoud Bari was so unpopular. Uh, she continued to support uh, that presidency uh, the same way that the current president did support that presidency because, you know, for obvious reasons, for political reasons. So, but you see, there is, there, there, there is, there is a place, there is a point where uh, support uh, for political candidates, uh, political preference, or where political preferences, uh, support for political preferences sometimes lead some people to cross lines that ought not to be crossed, to cross lines that ought not to be crossed. And most times when people cross those lines, moral lines, moral lines, when they cross uh, lines where uh, their humanity is not reflected, it is sad, it's sad. I've always said to people, uh, one should never get into a position where your loyalty to a political party, where your loyalty to a political objective, or where your loyalty to any earthly objective should lead you to compromise on certain things. And one of the things that we should not compromise on, of course, for us, on the Lord's side is our faith, is our belief in God. Nothing should ever, ever make you deny your Lord or do anything contrary to what he has asked you to do. Uh, but also, again, in the society, that your, your make of human kindness should never be watered down or discarded or disregarded in pursuit of loyalty to uh, to a political candidate or to a political party or to a political objective or to whatever other objective as well. Well, this lady, Posh Mama, on March 28, 2022. Now, first, if I say the, the, that date, March 28, 2022, what comes to mind? What comes to mind? Unfortunately, many of us cannot remember any longer. But it was on that day, if you remember in Nigeria, a sad day indeed, that terrorists hijacked a train traveling from Abuja to Kaduna. Terrorists hijacked that train, stopped that train, got onto that train, and randomly shot at people, took hostages, took uh, hostages, kidnapped people, people who were not released until many of them uh, three months afterwards, many of them even for much longer. But 
Some people also died, and unfortunately so. And you see, the tragedy of uh, places, the tragedies of societies like ours is that sometimes many of these evil things happen, horrendous things happen, people lose their lives, and well, we we lament it, we mourn for a while, and then we forget. Even the dates sometimes would not uh, would not ring a bell in the heart of government. I mean, it, you may excuse citizens who who forget the date, but you know the relatives of those who were impacted, the relatives of those who were impacted by the uh, by the horror would never forget. They would never forget. So uh, I remind you again that it was on March 28, 2022, that uh, terrorists hijacked that train traveling from Abuja to Cardinal and randomly shot at people. One of the persons shot was this young doctor, uh, Dr. Chinelo, female doctor, Dr. Chinelo. By many accounts from her friends at that time, she uh, she had already perfected plans to leave Nigeria and to travel to the UK. She was going back to the north, I understand, uh, perhaps to finalize some things, to get some documents or some other things which I cannot uh, truly, I cannot, I cannot absolutely, I'm not absolutely starting off right now. But anyway, she was shot on that train. Uh, later on, we got to know that she's actually a, a Christian uh, belonging to the Baptist denomination because a uh, funeral was held at Shepherd Baptist Church in Obanikuru in Lagos State. Anyway, uh, when she was shot, she was on the train. She then tweeted. She took her phone and went on Twitter and tweeted. She... Uh, and these are matters of record. You can see go to her account and you find it that she tweeted saying, I'm in the train. I have been shot. Please pray for me. That's what she tweeted. She said, I'm in the train. Uh, what happened was, I'm in the train would mean that before then, uh, news had gotten out, of course, by people like Dr. Chinelo, God bless her soul, and many others who were in the train. Uh, of course, that, that's the right thing to do. I, I digress and I, and I apologize briefly. That's the wise thing to do nowadays and one of the benefits of the internet and social media that if you find yourself in any trouble, uh, you find a way to to push the word out, who knows? God could use that to send help to you. So many of them, immediately the terrorists got on the train, uh, they took to their social media and sent word out that, oh, the train had been hijacked and that they needed help. So uh, this Dr. Chinelo then, then tweeted saying, I'm in the train and have been shot. Please pray for me. You know, uh, many people were alarmed, but some others at that time considered it Another ploy to discredit the government of uh, President Muhammadu Bari and by implication the, the APC administration and by implication they thought they thought themselves that it would negatively impact uh, the presidential prospects of their candidate, then candidate Bola Ahmed Nubu. So this lady, this lady, posh mama, uh, not, not a young lady, uh, from the picture I've seen, she must be perhaps in her 60s or, or late 50s. Uh, this lady now responded, and it's a matter of record now, now you find that response that this lady gave, this posh mama, the response she gave to Dr. Chinelo, who died on March 28, 2022, uh, is now circulating again on social media. She wrote, in response to Dr. Chinelo, who was in distress, who had been shot in the train, she said, your shot isn't serious. Otherwise, you'll be asking us to call the army, you'll be asking us to call the army, not to pray for you. That's what this lady, Posh Mama, wrote in response to Dr. Chinelo's distress cry on March 28, 28. She said, your shot isn't serious. Otherwise, you'll be asking us to call the army not to pray for you. And then another person responded to Posh Mama saying, well, may this same thing happen to you and may we find it difficult to believe. 
And now these three tweets are now making their rounds again on Twitter. The first one by Dr. Chinelo, who was killed in that train, where she wrote, I'm in the train, I've been shot, please pray for me. The response to that, the reply to that tweet by Posh Mama, when she said, your shot isn't serious, otherwise you'll be asking us to call the army, not pray for you. And the third one, by one Richelle, who responded to Posh Mama, said, may this same thing happen to you, and may we find it difficult to believe. Anyway, news broke uh, yesterday that this same Posh Mama, who did not take the uh, who did not take the plight of Dr. Chinelo seriously, and who because of her known affinity with the APC and a political candidate, uh, would always would always try to belittle uh, whatever would cast as passion on their political candidate or their political party, and that she herself died, and she died in what may be described as a ramshackle hospital. Uh, the point is that uh, those who were with her at, at the last moment, and of course we speak about this as delicately as possible, took pictures of her last moment. But I, I love that many people who are posting, they have cut out uh, her own body, uh, but you can see the the room. At the hospital room where she found herself. In fact, she herself tweeted. She tweeted uh, before she died. I think when she was in Jesus, she, she tweeted on July 19, 2023. I think she had been battling with this uh, ailment for a while. She said, I had three pints of blood transfusion last week. The hospital charged me 50,000 naira per pint. Uh, that's what she wrote on Twitter on july 19 2023 uh, she was lamenting the state of uh, the state of of medical facilities in nigeria and how she found that she needed uh, blood transfusion and she was charged uh, 50,000 naira per pint and you find in many other countries that these are things uh, that are made available uh, free of charge uh, you find that governments in other climes have uh, perfected uh, the way to how blood banks were supplied from time to time in every hospital that hospitals have access uh, to these things and there is always a groundswell social program to encourage people to uh, donate blood and to have blood banks where supplied. I do pray. You know, it, 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 it's a very important prayer. And that many people now pray about Nigeria. I mean, Nigeria not happen to you. And that is the sad thing about Nigeria. And that is why, from time to time, we say that it is not our duty. It's not our duty, really, to just rob the government on the back, to pat the government on the back, and to and you just oil them on. You see, the government does not need any patting on the back. When you put somebody in a position of a steward, you want the person to do what the person has been appointed or elected to do. You want to hold them to account. You see, only people to account is the means to getting people to do what is right. But some people think that is not the way. The way is because you love the person, because you like the person personally, uh, because you have a personal interest, you just keep, you just keep uh, patting on the back. It is the people who hold office holders to account who are actually doing us good, who are doing the public good. Uh, so, so, I mean, because the reason why people, why, why office holders will not wake up and do what they are supposed to do is because they know that there are some people who, whatever be the case, would always, would always, always, always say, uh, it is well. It is well even when it is not well. Now, we're not trying to make light of the, of the situation of this woman who has now died. And so I will not go into saying it is karma. Many people on Twitter are saying, oh, it's karma. See how karma works. That somebody said this same thing will happen to you, that Nigeria will happen to her, and that Nigeria has happened to her. Looking at her lament. I do not, that is not the way we should go. As Christian, I say karma has caught up with her. I do not know whether it is, it is the Lord trying to make a point. But I do know, I do know that, you see, the things we say to people, 
the things we say to people will never be forgotten. Will never be forgotten. And one should always be admonished by the uh, remembrance that when one is gone, when one is gone, all that one had said and done would come back. And those are the things that people will remember. Only remember, only remember for what we have done. I think it does a lot of discredit to the memory of this lady, this posh mama, that at her death, what is remembered on social media is how she was callous in her response to the distress of Dr. Dr. Chinelo. And that should be really humbling for, for many of us. I mean, my brother and I, many times we discuss about uh, when, when, when there are topical issues, you know, on social media. Uh, and my brother and I, we have this joke, you know, between ourselves that, you know, you know, somebody should just hack into our DMs. That is the messages we, we exchange uh, between ourselves. That's where you find, you know, what we truly think about certain things. But, you know, you are not to write the things you, you truly think, your opinions every time and write it as the gospel truth and put it out there you want to be careful it's not that you are being coy it's not that you are being uh you are being timid about expressing your opinions but opinions are just opinions and opinions sometimes are just wrong sometimes are just wrong even most times because we are limited in what we know well, look at what we know. Now, this lady, a posh mama, who has now died, and may God console members of her family, and when she wrote in response to Dr. Chinelo saying, Yo, your shot isn't serious, otherwise you'll be calling us to call the army not to pray. Perhaps at that time, she, yeah, she was laboring under the honest belief that there was no attack, that people were just trying to rubbish the government of, of President Buhari, because that was the thinking of many APC supporters at that time, that oh, people were just trying to bring up all sorts of 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 contrived evil or contrived uh, uh, circumstances just to rubbish uh, the government of uh, of President Buhari until it became clear that indeed the terrorist attack happened. Yeah, indeed people were shot, indeed people were kidnapped. It is possible that she was laboring under that mistaken belief that nothing happened, that it was just a ruse, that it was just propaganda. Maybe she was. I do not know. A state of mind. I cannot know. But you see, even if she honestly believed at that time that people were just trying to uh, to whip up uh, a storm where there was none, I do not think that that response would be the right thing because the things you do not know for a fact, you don't just go out there and then act in such a callous way. And you know, even after Dr. Chinelo died, even after it became clear that she was truly shot and she died and her funeral was held, that people were kidnapped and were held in captivity for so long, she did not delete the tweet. The tweet was left there, meaning that she did not repent of what she of what she wrote. She did not uh, feel offended by she uh, she did not regret that she wrote that tweet and responded in such a callous, inhuman way to the distress of the doctor. was just a young female doctor, an innocent Nigerian, I would say, in all of this, not being a politician, and she was caught up in all of this. She said, "I'm in the train. I've been shot. Please pray for me." But because of uh, these posh mama's uh, political preference, uh, she reacted in such a callous, such a human way. And now at her passing, that is what is remembered. At her passing, that is what is now called to mind. 
And I think just an example to all of us, just an admonition to all of us, you want to think, what will you be remembered for? People will never forget, uh, you, you must have come across this uh, famous quote, I cannot lay my hands on it directly, and say people may not remember uh, the things you say, but they will remember all the things you do, but they definitely remember how you made them feel. Uh, but the truth is that we'll be remembered for the things we have said. If you're not sure of something, you don't say it. Uh, even if you, you are pretty sure of something, you want to ensure that uh, you are not the person who says what will cause the other person to fall into sorry to cause other persons to fall into some form of depression you want to be uh, the agent of light you want to be the agent of light at all time uh, uh, the apostle wrote saying let your speech be always gracious always be gracious in speech you know what it means to be gracious to be gracious is to uh, to to in one sense to let others the interest of others you leave the interest of others higher than yours you esteem others, their interests, their feelings higher than yours. You take second place. And that is, what in, in one sense, that is what it means to be gracious. And I always recall this song when we were young. They taught us, J-O-Y, J-O-Y, surely it must be Jesus first, yourself last, and others in between. Another thing between, another thing between, but that is not something that is taught nowadays. People are people are taught to you know look after yourself, look out for your own interest, and and I mean just make sure that you keep the bag, you keep your own bag, or whatever whatever happens to others happens to them. So people don't even put the J first any longer. J Jesus first, yourself last, another thing between, and that, that that is the true path to joy in any human life or in the world. Our Lord also did say it, saying that where well, the golden rule is. Do unto, unto others as you would want them do to, to do to you. Do unto others as you would want them uh, do, to do to you. And, uh, you know, that golden rule should always be a compass. If it was the compass for Posh Mama, when that thing happened, uh, she would say to herself, look, if I was the one in distress and I wrote a tweet like this, say, please, I mean, this has been short. Is this the way I would want people to respond? Is this the way I would want uh, people to to respond to me i mean just go on social media do a search for posh mama and you are going to find uh, many reports on different blogs and of course on twitter uh, discussing this matter uh, many people you find their responses saying you say she was complaining that a pint of blood costing five fifty thousand naira how fast it will catch up with those supporting it I, I, so yes i see many people thinking along these lines uh, so I, I think to myself that the right way to think about this one is to be mindful of one speech not only what one writes or one says but one what one truly think what one what one truly feels right so it would be hypocrisy to feel horrible about somebody and then to write uh, beautifully about that person that would be hypocrisy it would be hypocrisy uh, to know that that this is wrong and then to say that it is right or not to say that it is wrong but there are times when the part of wisdom says don't say anything you don't have to say anything and that's something about the culture as well that's something about the contemporary culture the contemporary, contemporary culture tends to invite us to always say something to have an opinion on, on everything and to express those opinions you don't have to express your opinions at every time 
unless it is necessary, unless uh, the Spirit leads you to do it, unless it be doing a particular good. I mean, it must be doing a particular good. It must be contributing to a conversation. But of course, uh, these social media platforms would not continue to be relevant, would not continue to be as profitable to their proprietors as they are now if people were not just expressing opinions uh, without without any consideration. That's what, and that's what exactly is happening now. You find people, uh, because everybody has access to the keyboard, just typing responses and typing opinions without even thinking as uh, the many times that I've attempted to join conversations on Twitter that I've written that it has taken me sometimes five minutes to write a, a reply because I write it, I feel I should not write it, I delete it. I I look at it again, over and over again, and then eventually I come at the, I, I, I arrive at what should be the right uh, contribution to that conversation, and, and, and then I, I said, I think that should be the right thing. And I know I'm not the only one in this. My brother said that to me. Many of my friends said that to me that sometimes, oh, that, oh, when I came across this story, this is what I wanted to write. I typed it, and then uh, I, I cautioned myself, and then I retyped it again and rephrased it. If everybody would be that measured, if everybody would be that uh, that gracious, Right, if that gracious, if everybody would be that uh, that cautious, you know, when we are responding to things, uh, but that is not the case. That is not the case right now. Let your speech be seasoned uh, with salt. Be gracious in your speech. Be full of grace, so that uh, you may know how to answer everyone. There are times truly when people need to be told off, when people need to be called out. But you, you who are who, who are the Lord, you who identify with the Lord, yet your speech be always in grace. Let it be seasoned with salt, meaning that it should be sweet. It should be sweet at all times. Even when you are calling people out, you are calling them out in love. Even when you are uh, you are pointing out the 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 inaccuracy in in a statement, the mischief in a statement, the evil portended, people should read it and know that oh, this was written by a Christian, because well. Uh, look at our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the Yoruba line from a hymn. Of course, it did not say what to you, Pharisees. But you say, and I say, when you say what to people, uh, but there's another way where you say where you say it in such in such a callous evil way. Whenever our Lord spoke in condemnation of anyone, he he. He, he spoke a uh, condemnation in a way to invite people to to repentance. To repent. And even when he said, what to the Pharisees, he did not at the same time weep over Jerusalem. He wept for them, saying, how long, how long, how long uh, will I try to bring you together, but you you would not listen. So I do believe that uh, one important lesson, leaving the politics of it aside, leaving the politics of it aside, uh, is to learn that, well, when we respond, it is to learn that the things we say, the things we write, they will be remembered long after we are gone, and all that it will not be the case, that when you are gone, what people will remember is, oh, can you remember how what she said to this person? Let people remember how you stood for the truth in love, how you... Uh, how you stood for 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 Christ in love, how you corrected people in love, how you uh, you admonished people in love, in love. It must always be in love. Uh, the Apostle Peter himself wrote it, saying that always be ready uh, to give the reason for the hope you have, but do it in with gentleness and peace. There is nothing Christian about people who are just always quarrelsome and we do not. But a Christian person must always consider the. 
the feelings of other people. You must always consider the feelings of other people. So when I ask some people, say that, that's where I am. I just say the truth. I don't mind how you receive it. Yes, I know the truth must be said. It must be said, but how it is received also matters. The Christian considers the uh, the 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 feelings of other people because we are called to be people who esteem others others. Uh, than ourselves. I'm trying to get uh, that that English line from that hymn. I want to be like Jesus. Okay, I'm not getting it, but you know that Yoruba line that I quoted earlier on. That's who our Lord is. That is how He lived, and that is how we are called to live as well. I do pray that the relatives of this woman, Posh Mama, would receive comfort. I do pray that many of us and many people on social media uh, would learn from our account. Uh, to be measured in the things we write, to be gracious in the things we write and in the things we say, and that all of us in Nigeria would realize that, you see, unrighteousness has a price. It has a price. Righteousness exalted nation. Sin is a reproach. And that in Nigeria at some point we come to realize that as long as we urge sin on, as long as we clap for sin, as long as we clap for incompetence, as long as we continue to cheer those who are not doing their duties, as long as we refuse to call government to account, as long as we refuse to call out on righteousness in government, this is what we are going to get. Uh, this is what we are, going, we are going to get. But the Lord will be gracious, and that's our prayer. May the Lord be gracious unto us. May the Lord have mercy upon our country, and may we uh, be wise people. May we be wise people who are discerning and will learn from from the mistakes and tragedies of others. Okay, and finally this morning, I want to play uh, the audio from a video uh, that uh, my brother-in-law sent to me on Instagram yesterday. And I found it really, 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 really uh, fascinating. It's a very, let me see, it's not that it's so long, but I want just to bring uh, out a lesson that I hope will encourage some people. It's about an experiment conducted on rats, and I wanted to listen to this. Yeah, really, really fascinating. I really, really fascinating. I hope I'm re-eating the right one right now. How long they could... Harvard study in 1957 by Dr. Kurt Richter placed rats in a pool to test how long they could tread water. On average, due to exhaustion, they would sink and drown after 15 minutes. However, right before they gave up due to exhaustion, the researchers would pluck them out, dry them off, let them rest for a few minutes, and put them back in for round two. On this second try, how long do you think they lasted? Remember, they had just swam until failure only a few short minutes ago. How long do you think? Another 15 minutes? 10 minutes? 5 minutes? No. You are all wrong. 60 hours. That's right. 60 hours of swimming which is 2.5 days. The conclusion drawn was that since the rats believed that they would eventually be rescued, and so they could push their bodies way past what they previously thought impossible. I will leave you with this thought. If an unstoppable belief can cause exhausted rats to swim for that long, what could a belief in yourself do? How capable could you be? Remember this. Remember why you're here. Keep swimming and never ever quit.
Okay, the person who made that video said, well, keep swimming and never, never quit. He said, uh, of course, you listen to that. Those rats and experiment, put them in water, they swam. And the, those, the scientists discovered that uh, after 15 minutes, uh, those rats began to, to give up and they were sinking. Uh, they swam for 15 minutes and, and, be, and started to, to sink. And then the scientists now took some other, took those rats. After, uh, once it got to near 15 minutes, the scientists would, would rescue the rat, would rescue the rat and make it dry and put it in a cool place where it is refreshed. It is refreshed. And then afterwards, they would throw the rat back into the water. And you know, the fascinating thing, the fascinating thing that the, the scientists discovered was that uh, the second, uh, the second, uh, the, the, the second immersion in the water would find the rat now struggling and staying alive and swimming for how long? For 60 hours. Think about that. The rat that almost gave up at the 15th minute that was rescued and made to rest and refreshed and then put back into the water uh, was then able to survive in water to swim for 60, for 60 hours. And the conclusion from the scientists uh, was that that the thought, the assurance that rescue would come would often keep people alive. The assurance that rescue would come would make people not give up. We make those rats, in this case, not give up. That, that, that What made them not give up, uh, what made many of those rats to swim for 60 hours on the second uh, throw into the water was because those rats already had it registered in their head that they would be rescued, that they would be rescued. And the person who made this video said, well, you should believe in yourself and not give up. Well, can yourself save yourself? Can you save yourself? Well, the secular and uh, irrational culture says uh, it is all you. You know the Stoics, what the Stoics say? The Stoics says, look, I'm the master of my faith. That's what the Stoics teach us to believe. You're the master of your faith and you just hold your destiny in your own hand. We know that there is human responsibility, but we know the person who saves is the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think that just something we can learn from this. Isaiah 35, 4. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong, do not fear. Your God will come. He will come and save you. And it's so true. The uh, the the belief, the sure assurance that a Savior is coming is is enough to keep one going and going and going and going. Once you know that you will not perish, once you know that no scheme of man, no power of hell, no scheme of man can ever snatch you from his hand, once you believe what the Lord says, saying that my father is greater than all, no one can snatch them from my hand. Once you know uh, that no man uh, can put it to shame, you will just keep praying. And that's what the Lord said. He said, look, men ought to pray and not faint. The only thing that will keep you praying keep you waiting on God, the only key thing that will make you not give up is to truly believe that he will come and save you. And you know what? He truly, he truly will come and save his people. He has said, look, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And he will say that he's faithful. He keeps his word. He always does. Thank you so very much for seeing with us this morning on Gospel Best Radio for On the Lord's Side, Christian Perspectives on News and Current Events. I will be with you again tomorrow by the grace of God. Whatever you do today, please remain family on the Lord's side. God bless you very good. You are listening to GospelBellsRadio.com, the Christian internet radio with a mission to engage the culture with the mind of Christ. Keep listening and invite others, too. God bless you.
Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ. 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 Engaging the culture with the mind of Christ.